What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. Up ahead on today's episode, we will react to yesterday's news that the Bulls' next two games have been postponed due to their COVID-19 situation. And we'll dive into our mailbag for a couple of interesting trade ideas, a couple of names that we haven't talked about yet. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave, at BAL, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. And as always, you can hit us up on that text and voicemail line. That number is 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill, the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones you want to keep. What's up, y'all? Matt here. Big Dave off today. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, So wanted to do a little uh, catch up uh, with the news uh, that, of course, broke right after we finished recording our Monday episode yesterday when we were talking about if and when the NBA might step in and postpones the Bulls games due to the fact that they have 10 players in health and safety protocols right now. And sure enough, soon after we finished recording, the NBA made that announcement. The Bulls game against the Pistons tonight postponed, as well as their game scheduled on Thursday in Toronto against the Raptors. So the Bulls get a little bit of a reprieve here and hopefully get some guys back in the coming days. Um, in addition to those two games being postponed, the other interesting wrinkle Uh, that was announced earlier today, the Bulls game against the Lakers, which is scheduled for Sunday, this coming Sunday, December 19th, was originally supposed to be an afternoon matinee tip-off, 2.30 p.m. Chicago time. They have pushed that to a 7 p.m. Central time tip-off, perhaps to even just give the Bulls a little bit more breathing room um, and and maybe even get a couple more players cleared for that tip-off. Obviously, this is a a huge uh, necessary win for the Bulls with these postponements. It might be tricky as far as the league trying to reschedule these games, but Detroit and Toronto, both close proximity cities to Chicago. It's not like trying to reschedule, you know, a game out west. But unlike last season, when the league, if you recall, scheduled the first half of the season's games and then built in time in the back half of the season schedule for postpone game makeups because they assumed they would have to deal with postponing games because of the non-bubble season that they were about to go through. They did not build that in this season. We're playing 82, not 72, and the schedule was built to be played as is. So we will see if and when those games get rescheduled, perhaps on either side of the All-Star break might be an opportunity for those games to happen, kind of bookending one before All-Star break, one coming out of All-Star break, um, which might shave into those teams' All-Star breaks by a day on either side. We'll see how that goes. But clearly, the Bulls 
yes, technically had eight players available for tonight. And, you know, knock on wood, between when Dave and I talked yesterday and now, no additional Bulls players have been placed in health and safety protocols. So count that as a win, I guess. But it really was not sustainable for the Bulls to continue playing these games with the players that they have. No offense to those players. But four of your eight that were remaining are essentially G League guys, Cook, Dotson, two-way players, Marco Simonovic, you know, second-round pick who really hasn't seen any real minutes um, in uh, in the NBA, has been mostly spending his time with the Windy City Bulls, and then Alfonso McKinney, uh, one of their uh, hardship exception players who has just arrived. So those are four of the eight remaining that you had available and uh, you've clearly seen the Bulls struggle in their previous two games, losses to Cleveland and Miami. So the Bulls get a much-needed breath here to try to, first of all, prevent the spread um, and get some of these guys back. Because while the Bulls, again, knocking on wood, have not had any players today enter health and safety protocols, we're starting to see more of these situations crop up around the league. I believe four Brooklyn Nets players earlier this morning announced to have been placed in health and safety protocols, including LaMarcus Aldridge. And speaking of the Bulls scheduling to play the Lakers on Sunday, just uh, coming across my Twitter feed midday here on Tuesday, the Lakers canceled their practice today. Uh, Their uh, scheduled flight to Dallas to play the Mavs is TBD now because Taylor Horton Tucker has tested positive for COVID-19 and they are all going through some rapid testing right now before getting on that plane and going to Dallas. So at least one member of the Lakers now entering in health and safety protocols. We'll see if any other players turn up positive tests now after THT. But that, after these two postponements Tuesday, Thursday, was the Bulls' next game schedule. So the Lakers come to town to Chicago on Sunday. The Bulls might at that point, get some players back. But then, do you really want to be playing this Lakers team that could have players out there who have not yet been discovered to have tested positive yet? Because it seems to reason that because they are not contact tracing, the league not contact tracing this year, and holding players out, even if they haven't tested positive, like they were doing last season, they can't keep up with this. And that's how you've seen this outbreak happen with the Bulls, where, okay, a player tests positive, and they put him in protocols, and then the next day, one of his teammates tests positive, because the guy who tested positive yesterday was out there playing with his teammates yesterday. And they're scrambling right now. So does the league also postpone this Bulls-Lakers game? If THT is not the only Laker to test positive between now and Sunday, which is still five days away, Playing that game doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. And, you know, as someone who's covering the Bulls, you're thinking, we're finally going to start getting some of our guys back from protocols. Do we really want to subject this team to going out there and playing a Lakers team that could have some, you know, uh, covered up, yet-to-be-discovered positive cases? Right back into health and safety protocols. Or some of the guys who have not yet gotten it on this Bulls roster, guys who have been able to avoid it thus far chief among them you know Lonzo Ball who's playing heavy minutes for the shorthanded Bulls right now it just seems like yet another unnecessary risk but so here's that situation as it stands when it comes to the Bulls getting guys back 
Kobe White entered protocols December 1st, Javante Green December 3rd, DeMar DeRozan December 6th, and Derek Jones Jr. December 9th. So Sunday is the 19th. So that would be 10 days, the minimum 10 days for Derek Jones Jr. And well past the minimum of 10 days for those other three guys, Kobe, Javante, and DeMar. If this Bulls-Lakers game is a go and does not get postponed on Sunday, which seems a little crazy right now given the THT positive test this morning, the Bulls could hypothetically have four guys back, which would be a big help considering one of those four could be your team's MVP, your team's leading scorer, DeMar DeRozan. Um, e- even getting Kobe and Javante back would be big help considering just how shorthanded the Bulls are right now. So we will keep an eye on that, but hopefully this is we, we have already, you know, again, knock on wood for the third time. Hopefully we have already hit the rock bottom part of this Bulls COVID outbreak scenario, and we are going to start working our way back here. But again, there is that very dicey little scenario where we're relieved Tuesday and Thursday, postpone. We'll figure out how and when to play and make up those games later in the schedule. Now you got the Lakers on Sunday, and they might be dealing with an outbreak themselves right now, right as the Bulls are about to start getting some players back. So not an ideal situation. Um, We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, the Bulls can rest, get healthy, and hopefully get some of these guys back between now and Sunday, and we'll see what the league does, if anything, before the Bulls and Lakers are slated to play on Sunday night. So that's that news. That's that update. Uh, I also wanted to dive into a couple of fun, interesting trade hypotheticals that I found in our mailbag today, and we will get to those in just a minute. A couple of interesting names, Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, as I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why? Those free trials renew without your consent. It's because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one easy tap. And your Truebill concierge is always there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by Stance. Guys, I just recently checked out this line of apparel, stance.com, and they have amazing clothes. Awesomely soft and comfortable hoodies and loungewear, sweatpants, athletic gear, awesome underwear and socks. They've got it all at Stance. And they have really cool collaborations with a bunch of different you know trademarked apparel like Wu-Tang Clan Star Wars if you're a big Star Wars nerd shout out to my guy Kevin Anderson uh The Office Harry Potter Disney Marvel Major League Baseball NBA that's right NBA I got myself some dope Bulls socks 
from stance. Even Pixar characters on a bunch of their different apparel. Founded in 2009, stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Seriously, guys, I ordered one or two items from Stance when I first saw this website um, and was so happy with how comfortable they are, the really cool designs. Uh, Their underwear is super comfortable. Their socks, they have a variety of different style of socks. And their underwear and sock designs, they have some of this collaborative stuff, which is really cool. And then also just some, some of their own really unique designs. That you know makes you feel confident and cool when you got some some underwear, some socks that like give you a little bit of extra like confidence and boost of like yeah, I'm wearing a cool ass pair of underwear right now, or a really cool pair of socks right now. And plus, all of those really cool collaborations that I mentioned. If you like some of that kind of stuff with your wardrobes, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. And that's one account you won't want Truebill to handle for you because you're going to want to keep it. Get 15% off your first purchase with promo code locked on at stance.com. That's a 15% off your first purchase with promo code locked on. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. All right. Let's talk about some fun trade hypotheticals. Um, if you haven't listened to it, by the way, uh, the most recent episode or maybe second most recent episode of the Low Post, Zach Lowe, he brought on Bobby Marks um, and they had like an hour long conversation about a whole bunch of different trade scenarios going on. Um, you know, we're, we're a day away from that December 15 mark where a whole bunch of players who are currently in the league are untradeable become tradable. And we are, you know, in that window where the NBA hot stove is going to get really interesting because everybody, I think right now sees the league as wide open you know obviously the warriors and suns look really strong over there in the west but i think a lot of teams in the league are thinking to themselves hey we can make a play and what is that trade that we need plus you've got all kinds of drama going on with what's going to happen with ben simmons and philly what's going to happen with Kyrie uh in brooklyn what's going to happen with dame and or cj in portland um so there's there's going to be a lot of fun and interesting trade talk, and we could see some huge like mega trades go down in the middle of this season. Speaking of Dame and CJ and those Blazers, interesting trade hypothetical um, that I saw in our mailbox that I want to talk about now. This text comes to us from Jeff in the 302, who said, Seeing a lot of unrealistic names thrown around for a power forward acquisition, like Sabonis, who we've talked about. Who do you think is a realistic target? I'm curious about Robert Covington. Last year of a contract, 30 years old. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see both his offensive and defensive numbers improve with the Bulls. The combo of him and Tony, uh, whose play deserves more support from fans, might get us to the ECF, Eastern Conference Finals. That's Jeff from the 302. Thanks for checking in, Jeff. Uh, yeah, so interesting stuff going on with Covington in Portland this season. Um, and I think I even saw in their most recent game that Larry Nance Jr. replaced him in the starting lineup. Um, I, look, obviously, there's a lot going on in Portland right now. 
uh, and a lot of people wondering, is this finally going to be the time when they decide to pull the trigger on a Dame trade or a CJ trade to do something to try and get that that organization, you know, back in some kind of positive direction? So Covington could be an afterthought for the Blazers front office right now as far as what they need to figure out. What is priority one A and where does Covington fall on that list? Um, Covington is an interesting idea of a match for the Bulls, in my opinion. Obviously gives you a little bit of that size that the Bulls are looking for potentially in a midseason deal. Um I, I, you know, I think I saw somebody else talking about, hey, you know, c- could the Blazers use maybe a Troy Brown Jr.? Like, uh, th- they certainly could use a wing who's decent on the defensive end, a plus player on the defensive end. Um, and it seems like maybe the Blazers are falling out of love with Robert Covington. Um, I there, there's there's things I like and things I don't like about Covington. I think we've kind of figured out that he is not the player that a lot of people thought he was a few years ago. Um, you know, as our texter mentioned, he actually 31 t- it's today. Happy birthday, Robert Covington turned 31 years old today. Um, you kind of know what he is and his, you know, his offensive numbers are, are just bad, 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 bad. He's shooting 38.7% from the field this season is hitting 34%, just over 34% from behind the three-point line on four and a half attempts per game. So you you at least have to acknowledge his presence behind the three-point line. You can't ignore him like a lot of uh, Bulls opponents have been doing with certain guys on this roster who just cannot shoot threes, uh, you know, at all. Um, what's up, Javante Green? Um, so there is that. He does give you that size. Um, I think he's got a 7'2 wingspan in addition to his frame, 6'7", six, 6'8". So certainly, you know, big enough to play the power forward position right now could even get away with some small ball minutes at the five if you really wanted to do that if you're Billy Donovan. Um, question being, what would it take? If if Portland is interested in moving on from Covington and, and don't want to just, you know, see him see him go for nothing in the offseason, you know, can the Bulls get him for a, a player swap? Troy Brown Jr., also on an expiring deal. Covington is is uh, making more, I believe, this season. Covington on the final year of, I want to say, like around a, a $10 million deal? 12, 12, 9. Yeah, so just under 13 mil for Covington this season. Unrestricted free agent uh, in 2022 at the end of this season. So there's an interesting wrinkle, too. If the Bulls maybe wanted to float Troy Brown Jr. say, hey, Portland, we know you can use some perimeter defense, uh, a quality wing defender. How about Troy Brown Jr.? Troy Brown Jr., restricted free agent, um, a qualifying offer of, one second, I have that pulled up too, uh, less, significantly less than uh, Robert Covington, qualifying offer of $7.2 million for the 22-23 season. He's making five point one this season. And again, restricted free agent Troy Brown Jr. in 2022. So I'm not sure what the Bulls' plans are with Troy Brown Jr. When the Bulls had a mostly healthy roster, it seemed like he was not in Billy Donovan's rotation other than some spot minutes because somebody got in foul trouble. Um, the Bulls, you know, they got Troy Brown Jr. with uh, that, you know, that Washington trade. And and then, he, you know, he played a handful of games before getting that bad ankle sprain. And 
And he's kind of since then never really found his footing with this team and in Billy Donovan's lineups and rotations. Obviously, I think the Bulls could see Covington for Troy Brown Jr. as an improvement of an area of weakness on their on their roster. And again, when healthy, when everyone available, didn't seem like they were really using Troy Brown Jr. that much. But what what is the incentive there for Portland? Um, you know, is it is it enough of a hey? I, you know, you guys are a little bit you know uh, log jammed that power forward spot, and you could really use like a quality you know two way wing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's enticing enough for Portland. You you might need to throw in a sweetener, um, and then. What you know, if you're AK and Eversley thinking about this as a potential trade for improving your roster for the back half of this season in a playoff run, but then also thinking long term, again, Covington, uh, 31 years old, coming off a, a, a con- final year of a contract where he's making thir- just under 13 million, unrestricted free agent. So the Bulls, if they keep Troy Brown Jr. and see him as a viable piece, have a little bit of control with him this offseason. They would not have any upset control if they wanted to keep Robert Covington long-term. Do they want him on a half-season loaner for a playoff run and then let him walk and get paid by some team, you know, trying to make a splash and, and signing a, you know, a 31-year-old Covington as an unrestricted free agent to more money than he's worth? I don't necessarily know if, if that's something that AK and Eversley would be interested in. Um, but Covington is definitely an interesting name. Um that I think Bulls fans could keep an eye on. But again, where is Covington in the row of dominoes, in the tier of dominoes of what exactly Portland needs to figure out this uh, at, at this upcoming trade deadline? Because, by the way, and this also factors into the Bulls being owed Portland's first-round draft pick, which is lottery-protected. The Blazers right now, 11-16. and 16 holding on to that 10th and final spot, that last play-in spot in the Western Conference by half a game over the Kings right now and the Spurs. (sighs) That's rough. I mean, the Blazers are absolute trash defensively. And to Covington's credit, I actually looked at his number. Covington manages to have a positive defensive box plus minus so far this season on that absolute dumpster fire of a Blazers defense. So with that... His defensive capabilities, a little bit more size that the Bulls could use. I, I like Covington as a potential target, but is it is it a half season loner? And and what is what is Portland going to ask for a half season loner? Um, and, and do AK and Eversley see that as worth it potentially? It's an interesting one though. It, it's I, I, I would say far more viable, far more likely, uh, far more possible than the Bulls making any kind of move to get those guys from Indiana, Sabonis and uh, and Turner. Who, By the way, you know, Pacers looked like they were kind of floundering and, uh, you know, were a few games under 500. Then they, you know, rattle off a little a little winning streak. They're still 12 and 17, five games under. I mean, brutal, heartbreaking loss to the Warriors last night. They almost pulled that one off. They gave up, I want to say, like a six or seven point lead late in the fourth quarter. You know, maybe the Pacers are just feeling things out and and aren't set on trading those guys yet. But I, either way, Covington far more realistic than Savonis or Turner. Uh, so thanks, Jeff, for checking in with that potential 
Bulls trade. And there is another name that I saw in our inbox that I want to talk about because it's a name that's getting a lot of steam all over NBA trade talk right now. And that's Jeremy Grant. So we will do that in just a minute. But first, today's episode is also brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. Maybe not this one. Maybe you listen to this podcast for the entertainment value of me and Big Dave talking nonsense to each other. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Everyone loves saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. So you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. I think that's just like a hair under ludicrous speed. With all that money, you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain. Just how powerful will you become? Well, switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save with Boost Mobile. All right. Let's talk. Jeremy Grant. Um, The 801 text in saying, I noticed rumors of a Jeremy Grant Bulls trade. He's a fairly efficient, long 20 points per game scorer. Uh, versatile score with a decent DRPM, RPM, defensive, uh, real plus minus, real plus minus. Do y'all think we could get a hold of him? Furthermore, what do you think about his fit at the four? Contract expires next season. Okay, so speaking of that Jeremy Grant contract, for context, uh, he is due, I want to say like a little over $20 next season. Yes. Oh, actually, a, a share, uh, a, sh- a shade under twenty-one million, twenty point nine five five million for Jeremy Grant in the twenty-two twenty-three season, unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty-three. The Pistons are an interesting team uh, coming into this trade deadline. Um, Pistons dead last in the Eastern Conference right now, four and twenty-two. They are one of the few teams that appear to be actively tanking this season. And, you know, they, good for them, made a swing, kind of, you know, giving Jeremy Grant that contract to say, hey, you were a really good role player with your previous team. Come here and be the guy. Turns out, with not a whole lot of help around him, Jeremy Grant isn't a good enough the guy to make the Pistons a competitive team. And now they're all looking at Cade Cunningham as the future of that organization. So maybe a team coming into this off, uh, coming into this trade deadline saying we're, we're that one key piece away from legitimately being title contenders. What do you want for Jeremy Grant? Because it doesn't seem like you guys are going anywhere this season and Cade is the future. Tell us what you want for, for Jeremy Grant. And we'll try and make it happen. Here's uh, and look, I, as far as your question about the fit with the Bulls, maybe, you know, you want a little bit more size than Jeremy Grant, but, you know, he's 6'7", 6'8". Uh, he can certainly play most of his minutes at the four. And as you said, he's a versatile scorer, and he's a quality defender. The problem to me is there are a lot of reasons to want Jeremy Grant if the Pistons decide to sell him uh, this this deadline. And there's a lot of talk about teams that are trying to get right 
being attached to Jeremy Grant. The Lakers, chief among them. The Lakers trying to make a deal to get Jeremy Grant. And the Lakers don't have a whole lot of flexibility and don't have a whole lot you know, in, in their cupboard for trying to make some deal at the deadline to fix this team that appears to be broken with all of these, you know, grandfathers trying to figure out how to play next to, you know, Grandpa LeBron out there. But the Lakers are the Lakers, and they know that they have a short window and a tight window and a closing window to compete for championships with LeBron James. If they can find any feasible way to get Jeremy Grant, they're going to do it because they're the Lakers. But they're not the only team. Like I've heard that Dallas is interested in Jeremy Grant. I've heard that the uh, you know, the the Sixers could potentially be looking for, you know, uh, a Ben Simmons solution that involves getting Jeremy Grant from Detroit. Um, you know, w- they've told us repeatedly, we want a top 25 player for Ben Simmons. Jeremy Grant in that range of top 25 player, maybe on the, you know, on the fringe of it, but certainly you know, nothing to sneeze at. You might throw in something else there. Um, but, you know, if you're the Pistons, do you want to pair Simmons with Cunningham? You know, there's a million different ways to, to look at that. But the point being, a lot of teams are going to be interested in Jeremy Grant uh, at this upcoming trade deadline. Do the Bulls have what it takes to offer them the most enticing package? As to your mention of you heard a rumor about Bulls and Jeremy Grant and a potential trade, no. Um, You know, I guess it depends on your definition of rumor. Did you see somebody playing with an NBA trade machine on Twitter or on Bulls Reddit or whatever? Um, You know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, insult you, but I have heard no substantial talk about the Bulls and Jeremy Grant. None. From from reputable sources, none. Now, that's not to say that there couldn't be something there because guess what? We know that AK and Eversley like to operate in the shadows a little bit. Other than the interest in Lonzo Ball, which you know we heard that there were Lonzo for Lowry marketing talks leading into last season's trade deadline, and so the Bulls and Lonzo's deal that you know eventually had... Uh, the Bulls getting slapped with a second-round pick of a penalty, it wasn't much of a secret because we know that New Orleans and the Bulls engaged in trade talks about Lonzo Ball last season. Other than that, AK and Eversley have been very much operating in the dark. So any kind of random leak or someone on NBA Twitter or wherever, oh, I heard, like, Bulls, Jeremy Grant, it's talk. It's talk for the sake of talk and nothing more. Um, But hey, what are we doing here? We're talking for the sake of talk. I would love Jeremy Grant. Do I think it's feasible? Do I think it's possible for the Bulls to pull that off? Not really. Not with what they have. Um, I think I saw somebody had a trade machine. Oh yeah, this person who texted in has a screenshot of a trade machine. Here's Jeremy Grant. Four, Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., Marco, 2022 first-round pick via Portland, 2027 second-round pick. (laughs) This trade is successful. You kidding me? The Pistons laugh at that. I mean, so, so what do you get? You get some cap relief 
because you're getting Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., you know, bring up mo- most of the contract matching there with Jeremy Grant for a combined $15 million, uh, both expiring deals. So you get a little bit of cap relief with Derek Jones Jr. and Troy Brown Jr. on expiring deals. And you get Portland's first-round pick, which is, again, lottery-protected, and they are clinging to 10th in the West right now, and a second-rounder in 2027? For Jeremy Grant? No. No. I'm sorry. That is one of those successful trade machine trades that one of the teams laughs and hangs up the phone. You got to give more than that to get Jeremy Grant. Cap relief, a pick with Portland that you're hoping conveys but might not convey, and a second rounder six years from now? Come on. Oh, man. I... I love Bulls fans' optimism when they play with the trade machine. It's delightful. Look, I love the idea of trying to figure out a way to get Jeremy Grant here. But you're talking about definitely that Portland pick. You're talking about some combination of Kobe and or Pat. You know, maybe maybe one of those two guys to throw in, you know, matching money and some some more expiring um, expiring contract for the Pistons to clean their books a little bit. Do I think that several NBA teams interested in Jeremy Grant can put forth a better offer than that? Yes, I do. So there's that. Um, But we are getting to that point in the season where we're thinking about how the Bulls can improve their roster with a midseason move, and every other team in the league is doing the same thing. So I'm sure we will get more and more of this kind of talk as we move forward. Uh, Again, check out, if you haven't, the episode of Low Post with Zach Lowe and Bobby Marks. They have a lot of great uh, and an insightful trade talk about some of the big players and could be big players at this upcoming NBA trade deadline. And I'm sure we will get more of that kind of content uh, as we move forward here through the end of 21, the beginning of 2022. That's it for today. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. Uh, as I said, we'll have Big Dave back in the saddle tomorrow. Uh, so we will talk to you then. In the meantime, if you want to be a part of the show on these mailbag content episodes, you can hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. I am at uh, Bulls underscore Peck on Twitter. Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Everybody cross your fingers. Hope for no more protocol tweets between now and when we talk again tomorrow. For Dave, I'm Matt saying thanks as always for listening, Bulls Nation. See you right, be good.